intuitive eating for the culture because we love vegetables, just not unseasoned. In honor of the late, great Whitney Houston, how will I know if I'm on a diet? Hey guys, so we're back with another episode with your host, Christina, the dietitian, and today we're going to talk about the diet mentality. So the diet mentality is the first principle of intuitive eating, and it's one that requires that you really think about all the ways that you hang out in diet culture. Even if you're not following a specifically labeled diet like Whole30, Keto, Paleo, what have you, that doesn't mean that you're not on a diet or at least following some sort of diet behavior. So let's break it down. If you're following a specifically labeled diet, you need to let it go. It's not really serving you, and more often than not, it's probably creating some sort of havoc in your life. Maybe you feel like you can't eat the things that you enjoy, or maybe you feel like you can't really participate in activities with people around you, right? You can go to the birthday party, but you can't have the cake because the cake's not paleo. You can go to the family reunion, but you can't have the mac and cheese because the mac and cheese not Whole30 approved, right? It is creating havoc in your life. Now, If you're not following a specifically labeled diet, which many of us are not following specifically labeled diets, that doesn't mean that you're not engaging in diet culture or engaging in dieting behaviors. I believe that it was Mother Oprah that told us we shouldn't eat past 7 p.m., right? That's a diet behavior. If you are hungry at 7.03, you're still hungry. Calories didn't change. The macronutrient distribution didn't change. It's still whatever it is that you're going to eat. So go ahead and eat that because you're hungry. Right, Your body needs fuel. It's letting you know you're hungry. You should eat something. Other ones that could be is if you're at a restaurant and you're looking at the calorie count and deciding to go with the thing with the less calorie count, even though it's not really what you want. You might not be on a specifically labeled diet, but that doesn't mean that you're not engaging in the behaviors. Right? In that instance, you probably should go with the thing that you want to eat. Um, a couple other ones that I see quite often are avoiding things that you really enjoy, right? Like not keeping them in the home. I cannot tell you how many times I talk to people that are like, oh, I don't keep Oreos in the house or oh, I don't keep chocolate in the house because if I had it in the house, I would eat it all the time. And I'm here to tell you, you wouldn't. Like you really seriously, honestly wouldn't. Um, at a certain point, your body's going to be like, I've had enough, right? I know and you know that you're probably not going to have chocolate three meals a day, three snacks a day, like you're not going to do it. It doesn't sound good. Even me telling you, oh, have chocolate for three meals and three snacks a day doesn't sound good. So it's okay. You can have the chocolate in your house or whatever it is that you like, cake, whatever. Some other more sneaky ways that diet culture brings itself into your life is the thought that I should eat well during the week and then sort of splurge on the weekend. So that could look like having salads all week long, And there's nothing inherently wrong with a salad, except if you don't actually enjoy salad, in which case you probably shouldn't be eat salad if you don't enjoy salad. Um, And then on the weekend, sort of like going out with the girls or doing whatever. And then you're like, oh, okay, I can have this pasta or whatever the food item is because I ate good all week. Right. You can't. That's not how this works. It's not that I'm going to eat all these good things to make up for this one bad thing that I'm eating, because that is diet culture saying that certain things are good and other things are bad, right? That's a moral label, and morals only apply to things that that affect your, your character, right? What you eat has absolutely nothing to do with your character. Eating is not criminal. It's not a criminal act, unless you stole the food, in which case, yes, that is criminal, but I'm going to assume in the situation that you didn't steal the food, and so you're not a criminal in that sense. And so you eating 
this perceived good food does not make you a better person versus eating that perceived bad food doesn't make you a worse person. You're a good person based on the contents of your character, not the contents of your stomach. And so oftentimes this could be like, oh, you know, I'm, uh, even if you're not quote going on the diet, you're still saying, oh, I don't, I don't eat this or I don't eat that because it's not good or eating less of something or feeling like you're out of control around certain things, right? Like there was a point in my life where I felt out of control around Oreos. Like I would just eat the whole entire thing. And I'm trying to think of the last time I had Oreos, even though I really, I enjoy them, but not nearly as much as I used to because they're not off limits anymore, right? So anytime we put something off limits, I want you to think of this like rebellious teenager. If I tell that 17 year old not to do something, they're probably going to do it just because I asked them not to do it, right? That's just, that's the rebelliousness in us. And so the second I make everything neutral, everything's good, I'm allowed to have everything, right? The second I do that, certain things lose their appeal. You realize maybe I didn't enjoy that thing as much as I thought I did, and that's okay. But that's the point of this is to make sure that you feel comfortable and safe knowing that I can eat whatever it is that I want. And ultimately, you're not actually going to eat all the things that you think you're going to eat, at least not in the quantities that you think you're going to eat them. And so at this point, you're probably thinking, Christina, okay, but I'm different. I'm going to, I'm just going to go all out. I'm going to just go crazy with this thing. You might, you actually might. And I'm not going to say that you won't. But what I'm saying is that your body will let you know enough is enough, right? So recently I had a client have chocolate every day as much as she wanted. I think we made it, what, three, four days before she's like, I don't want any more chocolate. I can't do this. And not because she doesn't like chocolate anymore, but because it didn't sound good to her. It stopped tasting very good. It, it, it didn't feel good to keep eating it, right? Her body was letting her know, no, I don't want any more of this chocolate. She still loves chocolate. She just didn't want it for a little while after that. And so I'm going to challenge you to have that thing that you feel out of control around, right? So whatever that is, whether it's bread or pasta or chocolate, cake, cereal, something sweet, whatever, what have you, whatever that thing is that you feel out of control around, I'm going to challenge you, go to the store, buy it, bring it in the house. Eat the whole thing in the first day if you want to. But then realize, check in with yourself. See how do you feel? Do I feel okay? Do I feel kind of like grosser? Ooh, do I feel like I still want more of this? Because if you still want more of it, here's your permission, girl. Go get some more. Like, seriously, go get some more. Um, It's part of what's going on here with this sort of dieting mentality or this dieting behavior is that we have completely and totally checked out of our body, right? So what I'm saying when I'm saying checking out of our body, because that sounds kind of hippy-dippy, is that we no longer trust that our body has its own internal wisdom. Because every single person's body has its own internal wisdom. It knows what it needs, when it needs it, how much of it it needs, right? Your body knows when it needs to go to the bathroom. It's going to let you know. You're going to have the urge to go to the bathroom, whichever direction that you need to go. Um, It's going to tell you when you need sleep. It knows when it's tired and it's ready to go to bed. It tells you when it needs food. It tells you when it needs water, right? It has all of these sort of systems in place that lets you know, hey, I need this thing at this time and in this amount, right? And the same goes with food. Our body knows what it needs, when it needs, and how much of it it needs at that point in time. It'll let you know, I want something green and leafy. I want carbs. I want more protein. I need a fat, right? 
what we do when we go on a diet or when we start saying things are good or bad or we check out of that system. We say, you know what? I don't think you know what you're talking about. This other person or this other thing knows better than my body knows itself. And that's just not true. Your body knows itself very well, sometimes better than you know it. And so part of sort of ditching that diet mentality, letting it go, walking away from it, checking out of it is saying, you know what? I'm going to start listening to my body again. I really am. I'm going to start tuning in. I'm going to start listening and seeing kind of what it says and how I can respond to that. And as time goes on, you'll start to realize like, man, I really like the things that I thought I liked. Case in, well, I mean, I already knew I didn't like salad. That's a really tough conversation to have with people when they're like, but Christina, you're a dietitian and you don't like salad. No, I don't. I don't like raw vegetables. I just, I don't. I'll eat all the cooked vegetables you want, but the second they're raw, I'm like, eh, I'm all right. But that's something that I had to learn in the course of ditching the diet mentality of feeling like I don't have to eat raw carrots. I don't like raw carrots. I like my carrots cooked. But that's a personal preference. If you like raw carrots, do that. Have all the raw carrots you want. But that's the point is being able to eat the things that you enjoy. Now, sometimes you're going to have things that you don't enjoy, but I think that's just life, right? There are meals that are less than stellar, whether the food just kind of wasn't hitting or I thought I was in the mood for it, but then I realized I wasn't. These things occur, but the, the main point that I want you to understand by the end of this episode is that there are no rules, right? There are no rules in eating. The only rules are the ones that come from internal, right? Diet culture is a very external rule. It's saying that someone outside of my body knows better or knows best what I need as compared to my body knowing it. So there are no rules. Let them go. It can be hard. It can be challenging. Sometimes it feels really uncomfortable to let go of some of these things because there's this fear of like, well, if I eat all these things, I'm going to gain weight. And it's like, well, you might, right? And currently our culture really does not like when people gain weight. Like it really does not, except kids. It's okay if kids gain weight because it's appropriate for kids to gain weight. But somehow as an adult, we're supposed to keep the same body that we had at 18. I don't know about you, but uh, my body is definitely not the same as it was at 18. Definitely not. And so it's okay if your body changes, right? That's just, that's life. Um, Secondly, it's the thought of if I start eating all these quote unhealthy foods, and I'm using quotes around that because, I mean... I don't really think you're eating buckets of lard every day. Um, So if I eat all these, quote, unhealthy foods, now I'm going to be unhealthy. And I want to challenge you to think, like, dig deep into what that unhealthy is. Like, where does that take you? Like, what's that end game? Is it if I eat these things, I'm going to end up with this chronic illness, diabetes, hypertension, chronic renal disease, what have you? Is it if I eat all these unhealthy foods, then I'm going to gain this weight and people are going to think a certain thing of me? Because if that's the case, then maybe we need to think about what we think about you, the person, me, the person, about people who live in a larger body, right? What what sort of judgment are we placing on that body and not the person? But sometimes even the person. But what are we saying about that body? Are we saying that we don't we don't like that body, that that body scares us, that that body seems unloved or unlovable? Really dig into that because that is very internalized fat phobia, right? Like at a certain point, you're good, but anything after that, that's not okay. It's really hard to say that someone's body is not okay, right? Because all bodies are good bodies. It's a functioning body. It's good. 
it's not one that you inhabit, but that body works well for that person. We don't know what sort of things that they have going on. And that's not saying that that person is, quote, healthy, but they could live in this larger body and still have, they could still have good health. It's totally possible. Um, So I'm going to challenge you to really dig into that and really sit down and maybe write down all the things that you all the rules that you follow around food, right? All those rigid rules. I can't have this. I can't eat this. I don't eat after this certain time. I only eat these things on these days, right? Sit down and write down those rules and really look at them and ask them, ask yourself, are they serving you? Because half the time, most of the time, almost all the time, those rules aren't serving you, right? Me not letting myself have Oreos was not serving me because it made me feel out of control around Oreos. And it's not good for us to feel out of control around food, right? Going back to what I said in the first episode, the whole point of intuitive eating is to free up space in our brain. And when I feel out of control around food or feel the need to control it or feel like I can't do something that I really want to do, I have now taken food out of its place and put it front and center. And food is not supposed to be front and center in our life. We have other bigger things to deal with in this world than food and what we're eating every day. Yeah, we need to eat three times a day sometimes snacks, depending on your activity level, how hungry you are, what have you. But ultimately, we have bigger things to do. We're friends. We are siblings. We are parents, children, um, educators, advocates. We have so many other things to do, so many roles to fill, so many people to impact in the day that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're eating. So I want you to sit down and write out all those rules, right? Write them down. Where did they come from? Was it something your grandma told you? Was it something your mom, a sibling? Did you get it from Oprah? Did you get it on TV, on the internet? Where did that rule come from? And is it serving you? And if it's not serving you, I want you to challenge it. And I know that's going to be uncomfortable, but I want you to challenge it. Because part of letting go of those rules is constantly pushing back at them, right? So what I did was I said, all right, cool. I'm going to go buy a pack of Oreos. I'm going to eat the Oreos and several Oreos. And I was like, yeah, I'm over it, ready to go on to the next thing. But I kept doing that. And over the course of however long, I realized like, I like Oreos, but not as much as I thought I did. But then also it's okay if I have these every day for a week, because after a while, I'm not going to want them every single day. Right. I absolutely love chocolate, but I don't, I don't want chocolate every day. I used to think I wanted chocolate every day. I really honestly at one point in my life thought I could eat chocolate every day. But now I'm like, eh, chocolate doesn't always sound good. Or it doesn't always sound good in the same state. Sometimes chocolate sounds good, but maybe not a piece of chocolate. Maybe sometimes chocolate ice cream sounds better. Or maybe chocolate cake. Or maybe a mocha, right? That's still chocolate. Sometimes I just want chocolate in my coffee, but I don't want to eat chocolate. So sit down, write down your rules. Where did they come from? Are they serving you? And if not, challenge them. And if so, challenge that. Thank you so much for tuning in to Intuitive Eating for the Culture. If you haven't already, check out my website, encouragingdietitian.com. You can find me on Instagram at encouragingdietitian, Twitter at encouragingrd, and you can always email me at encouragingdietitian at gmail.com.